the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show. If you miss any part of the show, don't forget to download the podcast wherever you get your pods. Email me at andreakshow.com, andreakshow.com. He's back. It's the B-I-double-G Biggs, our favorite congressman. Couldn't be back with us at, at a better time as the border crisis just gets absolutely more insane. And he joins me now. Hey, Congressman Biggs, welcome back to the Andrea K Show. Thanks, Andrea. Thanks for having me. Good to be with you. All right. Um, well, I wish that we were talking about uh, uh, something better than what's going on uh, with the border. I don't even know where to begin. I guess we should begin with the failure on the part of some people are saying it's Speaker Johnson's failure on the impeachment vote that took place last night. Uh, we had three um, let's see, it was Buck, it was Gallagher, it was some other fool. I don't remember who the, who the other third one was, uh, who, and then, um, Blake joined him later. Uh, the fourth guy, which was Blake Turner, I believe he voted for procedural so that it could be brought back up. But, you know, I, I actually, let's start with this Congressman Biggs. I've actually got a clip for you because there's other, there's some other uh, members of the conference that are blaming Speaker Johnson for it. And I don't necessarily agree with that assessment. So I want to play this clip and then get your reaction. Sesame Broccolini, if you can play the first clip in the stack. When you are handed the keys to the, uh, you know, to the kingdom, as it were, when, when you have the majority, there is an expectation that you will be able to govern and uh, we've just struggled with that over and over again. I was embarrassed for our conference, for our party, uh, because we can do better than we did last night. He didn't count votes. I think he will next time. <laughs> Shouldn't he count the votes before coming to the floor? I think he relied in his defense on other people mm -hmm. to sway some people. He needs to count votes before it comes to the floor. This message of not impeaching Mayorkas sent a message to a wrong message, I think. He needs to count make sure... And as bad, as bad as Pelosi was, she knew her votes before it took place. So, Congressman Biggs, that was Ralph Norman. I'm sure everybody recognizes his accent at this point. But the, the, the message isn't just that, that Speaker Johnson didn't, get, didn't count votes before he brought it to the floor. It's the fact that there's Republicans that would keep Mayorkas in his position. Am I wrong here? Am I just, you know, overly simplistic? No, I, I agree with you. I mean— it is, Speaker Johnson is not the reason that failed last night. It was three people saying that the aiding and abetting and an evasion from illegal aliens controlled by cartels is is a, is not an impeachable offense. So, but I, I'm going to give you this perspective too because I think it's important. You had um, 
the Democrats had a guy out earlier in the day for surgery, and miraculously he makes it back. And and before he came back, we could have lost those three and still won. Um, but he, he he showed up, and there was no way to predict that because he didn't even show up until halfway through the vote. Um, and they basically rushed him in, you know, um, and he voted. So I I will give you another perspective as well. I think what you've done, though, is there were others that were kind of waffly, and now you've locked in everybody to where they are. So when Steve Scalise comes back, mm-hmm. when he gets his health back, we know where everybody is. We know we've got the votes. So um, I – you know, I, I know people are, are trying to beat up on Johnson, but I'm not beating up on Johnson over this. Look, I've been I critical think, of Johnson, my homeboy out of LSU, yeah. you know, uh, over other things, but I don't hang him for this. You know, the majority right. was super slim in part because McCarthy, you know, threw his lollipop in, into, you know, the sandbox and stormed off. So did his little bow tie wearing protege on top of the fact that, you know, 150 Republicans got rid of Santos. So Santos needed to go, but Mayorkas gets to stay. I mean, that's the level of stuff yeah. that we're that we're dealing with, including Speaker Johnson. I can't hang him for this. Right. And but by the way, George Santos was a better vote than about 75 percent of our conference. And um, I I just can't believe that we had so many people wanting to throw George out. George, where do you think George would have been? George would have been right with us to impeach Mayorkas. George, George was a good vote, and he was, you know, you may, we don't know what the outcome of, of all his legal troubles are going to be, but one thing that we have done is we've let it run its course. That's typically what we've done, but they, and I don't want to relitigate that because I, I made my points then, but uh, I, you know, this getting rid of George Santos was a self-inflicted wound, in, uh, in my, if you ask me. It was ridiculous because one of the congressmen in that clip was right when he said that when the Republican people give you the keys uh, to the train or whatever, whatever analogy you use, they expect you to, to do something with it. And getting rid of your own person, who some people say he was the most conservative congressman we had at a New York congressperson over Elise Stefanik. Uh, that, you know, that's not exactly using uh, properly using the power of your majority. Speaker Johnson did say that this border deal, the the uh, funding of Ukraine and funding of the uh, permanent open borders bill cooked up by by McConnell and Langford uh, was dead on arrival. What's the likelihood? And then they've since kind of backed down, although, you know, may, uh, you know, the usual suspects, Collins, Murkowski, you know, Romney, you know, they voted with the Dems for that thing. Where do we stand in terms of the, the next version of the border deal coming to the House to be shoved down our throats? I believe they started at the top. Uh, with uh, allowing legalizing up to 5,000 a day and all the other nonsense in there, thinking that they'll negotiate and get it down in the middle somewhere. The only acceptable solution for the majority of the American people, Congressman, is what you believe in, which is no more of them coming in here. Stop the gravy train and deport them out of this country. That needs to be the line in the sand. So where do you what are you hearing? What's going on with that with that border deal over in the Senate? So I just actually came from a meeting with some senators that that deal is effectively dead. Um, okay. So two 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 things you're going to see, you're going to see 
McConnell is now going to try to uh, say, okay, well, that's dead, but we're going to keep all the, the Ukraine funding and all that stuff, type of stuff going in a separate supplemental bill that w- they're not going to pay for. They just want to they just throw money as if as if we've got endless ba- barrels of money somewhere. So they're going to do that. Um, I don't know whether that gets out because people in the House said no. Johnson's kind of saying no. Um, but on the border, it's it's real simple. Uh, uh, people in, in in the House are telling me we don't want to vote for any any money going somewhere else when we can't even secure our own border. And um, so I I continue. I introduced legislation that would actually. Um, defund certain aspects of the of the uh, Biden administration. And my position is that those stay in place until you actually uh, enforce the border laws that are there. You, he doesn't need any more border laws. People keep saying H.R. 2. H.R. 2 is a fine bill. That would be a great bill if you had uh, an administration that followed the law. But you don't. Mm-hmm. You've got an administration that doesn't follow the law. So you've got to enforce it. How do you enforce it? You take away their money. That's how you do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how involved you get in any of the RNC business, but certainly elections affect you <laughs> and your ability to govern. Uh, you vote, uh, you know, Congress people and senators, you know, vote for things that affect everybody. Who's in the White House affects your ability to legislate. And, uh, you know, as we have the co-equal branches, um, there's reports going back and forth. At first, we had reports yesterday that Ronna McDaniel was resigning. She's come back and said, oh, not so fast. Um, you know, what uh, I'm all I care about is winning in 2024. I care about all the races that we face from the top all the way to the bottom. Is there anything that you're hearing that can reassure us that the RNC is going to get their act together and actually get a ground game going, which includes lawyers and teams of people to be investigating and inspecting what the Democrats are planning to do to steal the election? Uh, I wish I could give you more confidence. Um, um, when I heard that she was leaving, people started asking me who I thought would like I'd like to see, and you know, people like, you know, Hamid Dillon would be great, um, Vivek Ramaswamy would be great, you know. I mean, there, these are there's some people that it would be super, but I'm not hearing a lot of a lot of noise out of the people who run the RNC that they're going to actually be able to raise the money that's necessary to get the ground game out in all the battleground states like my home state of Arizona. All right. Last question for you. Sorry, sorry to bring rain on your parade. Yeah. Yeah. I got enough rain here in San Diego, my dude. (laughs) We're trying to get rid of the rain. (laughs) Don't worry. Last question. Just so you know, it's it's going to Arizona from you guys. So that's, that's (laughs) last question. I'm hearing disturbing reports that I absolutely cannot verify of different plans being put in place uh, to punish Tucker Carlson for daring to do what people like Barbara Wall, and, uh, you know, uh, what's his name? Wallace, uh, Chris Wallace's dad. What was his name? He used to, he was 60 Mike, minutes back. Mike when Wallace. I, Mike Wallace, when I was a kid. 
uh, that he went yeah. and, you know, interviewed a foreign leader. I mean, you know, didn't didn't Mike Wallace interview Osama bin Laden? OK, um, you know, uh, Barbara Walters, I think she interviewed Muammar Gaddafi. So he went over to interview Putin. And I'm hearing things about uh, that. He's been put on a kill list, that the European Union's wanting to put travel bans on him and they might actually not be able to get out. Is there anything that you're hearing? I know we, uh, there's uh, tons of stuff going on, but we've got an American journalist over there that's reportedly having threats against him. And I didn't know if there was any conversations happening about this in order to protect this American citizen journalist. There, There is, to be frank with you, there's, there's noise and chatter and public reporting, but uh, we don't know what the real picture is, what the real story is. And, okay. And... So, so people are just kind of like, well, what is the real story? Let's, let's, right. oddly, oddly enough, he's for Congress, you know, let's, let's get more information. So, so there's not well, a lot of, a lot of concrete chatter. It hasn't, it's, it's just, it's low, it's low rumbles right now. It's low rumbles. All right. Well, I, I get why he went and interviewed Putin because it's a major get. Same reason why Barbara Wawa and Wallace did their interviews. Uh, he says the purpose is to inform the American people. Um, I, I'm not convinced Putin's going to be able to say anything but propaganda. In the meantime, this border bill is really a Ukraine $60 billion to Ukraine bill. We got some dopey congressperson coming out today saying that the Ukrainians are fighting Russia with their bare hands, that they're a bunch of MacGyvers in order to elicit sympathy, in order who, to keep the money that? train That's going. Crazy. Sesame Broccolini, you, I want to keep I want to keep, keep the congressman here for a few more minutes. Uh, that is just absolutely insane, the way they're trying to manipulate the minds of Americans to keep the money train going to Ukraine. Uh, absolutely right. I mean, uh, for all intents and purposes, uh, Ukraine is having you know they're they're defeated and what's what we should be doing is what we should have advocated for a long time ago at the very beginning and let's let's see if there's some kind of peaceful uh kind of negotiated settlement that could take place uh, i don't know how this this ends but i i can tell you this the the war hawks the war hawks in the in the senate and in the house um they're beside themselves with their dis- desire to send money over to Ukraine, mm-hmm. bucket loads mm-hmm. of money. And guess what? We'll be funding their government. We'll be funding their retirement system. Uh, there's their businesses going the on. Yeah. yeah, all of that stuff in- going on. It's insane. And Joe Biden is wearing bragging yesterday. He had on a Ukraine pin and a Ukraine tie. You know, we're supposed our president's supposed to be representing the United States of America. And, you know, that to me sent a dangerous message to America and to the world. And to me, it ties into this open border because it's about no borders. It's about this globalist movement of no no nation having any sovereignty. And it's completely under attack. And the average American does isn't is doesn't understand tucker carlson's right about one thing the american people have absolutely no idea what's really what it's all about and for me that's what it's about it's about destroying the sovereignty of america towards a new world order and one world government final thoughts congressman biggs yeah i mean when we start talking about sovereignty this has been a movement 
to eliminate sovereignty and really, you know, under the pre- two previous Bush administrations, they wanted to do it. But here's the way to think of it. A nation state begins to disintegrate when it loses control of its geographical integrity. That is your border, and we've lost absolute control of that. We've lost the other aspect is you lose control of your currency. We've lost control of that. Those two things indicate that we are in real trouble in, as America, and this administration's taken us down the path. That's I'm just going to tell you. That's why you need to have a change, and I think Donald mm-hmm. Trump is the guy that'll fight that fight for us. Well, Congressman Biggs, we appreciate you. You are our favorite congressman because you continue to fight and fight and fight. And we thank you so much for be, for doing that and for being here tonight. Thank you, Andrea. It's always a pleasure. Always Thanks. A pleasure. Talk to you soon. All righty. And you okay. guys stick around. We got uh, we got more of the Andrea K. Show coming up. Don't go anywhere. Welcome to the Andrea K show. She's blonde, 5 foot 2, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K show. It is hump day. <laughs> I feel like it's been three weeks crammed into these three days here uh, this week. It seems like uh, we got a little sunshine today, so it seems like we might have gotten over the hump of the storm out here in uh, California. Hopefully you're drying out and uh, looking forward to getting over the hump towards the weekend. And thank you for getting over the hump with us uh, right here on the Andrea K Show on AM 1170 FM 96.1 and streaming all over the world. Got a lot to get into tonight. Is she is she gone? Last night, a girl don't go away mad. Just go away. We can't seem to get rid of her. Guess who's hanging around like a bad smell? (laughs) We thought we got rid of Rana. Uh, We so we've got an update to give to you guys for uh, regarding Rana and the RNC. We've got an update for you guys on who, here's the question of the day. Who suffered more humiliation? Is it the Republicans with their impeachment vote last night or Nikki Haley in Nevada? (laughs) So much fun to get into tonight. Congressman Andy Biggs will be back with us. I know I promised him to you guys on Monday, but his press rep said he had lost his voice. So he rescheduled till tonight. So he will join us. Uh, We've also got a special guest next hour with a story about East Palestine, Ohio, and the toxic uh, situation going on there. You're going to want to stay tuned for hour two. Before we go any further, though, I got to bring in this man. There's nothing toxic about what he serves up every night. It is yummy. It is nutritional, always spicy, sometimes a little sweet because we like a little sweet, savory mix. It is DJ Sesame Broccolini. Broccolini. I don't know if this happened to you too, but let me just really quickly about the weather. I, I was mm-hmm. outside today. It, it was pouring rain out of nowhere, and then three minutes later, it's done. It's sunshine coming out, and mm-hmm. the clouds are. Pro- and then all of a sudden, it's raining. I, I don't understand it. I don't know. It's it's off and on and on. It's it's just very annoying. That's all. I I've yeah. As a native San Diegan, 
I have been mm-hmm. accustomed to mostly sunshine and 75. Yeah. So I do get a yeah. little annoyed by it. That, that's all. That's, that's yeah. my only thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I actually would rather if it is going to rain, have it rain a little bit and sun come out. Cause that's kind of what we're used to in August. Like in New Orleans, you go sit at the columns on the front porch, have a coffee, have it rain a little bit. Then it, then it cools things off and the sun comes out. I'd rather that than Seattle where it's just dark and rainy and the sun never comes out. But none of these options are really good for us in San Diego because we are not used to navigating and dealing with the wet stuff coming out of the sky. And my little boo gator says he is just, he's, he's done. Okay. He's done and he's ready for, he may be named gator, but he don't want to live in a swamp. Okay. So he, 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 he likes to be dry. All right. So let's get into some of the breaking news. I am just enjoying this story today about how Mitch McConnell had to pull his head back in, retract his head. Isn't that what turtles do when they pull their head back in under their shell uh, as he and Langford tried to shove through uh, this ridiculous border deal? Um, the It was blocked today. However, four GOP senators did vote with Democrats. It didn't pass the Senate. It failed by a vote of 49 to 50, but four Republicans actually voted for it. It was Susan Collins, of course, the usual suspects, Murkowski, Lankford, and Mitt Romney. Okay. Mitch McConnell, who helped negotiate it, didn't even vote for it because Mitch McConnell is smarter than Lankford, who was his, you know, I call him the Barney Frank intern. Um, in fact, Langford has really surprised me. I, I think I mentioned that I first saw him speak and was really impressed by him at the Faith and Family Conference in 2016. Then I heard him again. He was the keynote speaker here in San Diego at our Lincoln Reagan dinner last March. Can't believe it's been that last year has just flown by. Uh, and um, I was really impressed by him. And but I mean, he's just shown uh, it's 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 interesting how people can hide the reality of who they are with carefully crafted speeches and, but you know what? Doesn't the truth always end up emerging uh, over time? Uh, it kind of reminds me of old saying that we have in the South, uh, your sins will find you out. Uh, so the, the inner libtard of Senator Langford has come out uh, in him trying to obfuscate and pretend that this bill that he cooked up um, trying to pretend that it actually secured the border instead of securing a permanently uh, a permanent invasion that will forever destroy America. In fact, his inner libtard is so strong that he actually pulled a libtard trick of trying to drag, t- trying to play the victim role. And I've got a clip that I pulled, Sesame Broccolini, of Langford. I want to play for you, and then uh, we'll discuss. In fact, I had a popular commentator four weeks ago that I talked to that told me flat out before they knew any of the contents of the bill, any of the content, nothing was out at that point, that told me flat out, if you try to move a bill that solves the border crisis during this presidential year, I will do whatever I can to destroy you because I do not want you to solve this during the presidential election. By the way, they have been faithful to their promise and have done everything they can to destroy me in the past several weeks. <laughs> I want, I, what was it that went viral from 
uh, my girl Heather from Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. I want receipts. I want the timeline. I want screenshots. I want evidence, Langford, of who this commentator is that supposedly threatened you if you did anything to secure the border. What a bunch of crap that is. Talk about a libtard and talk about using a libtard tactic. Who believes that? That's the kind of crap he's trying to push over on conservatives. It's almost word for word in a sense from what Joe Biden did when Joe Biden came out yesterday. I think we played the clip last night that Joe Biden came out and and said that uh, Trump and MAGA killed this deal because Trump doesn't want the border secured for the election. Shocking. That's pro- this is probably what surprised me the most. Not just that we've got another unitard, you know, in the Republican Party trying to shove through a crap sandwich on the American people who's probably got uh, global investments around the world. Maybe he's got something to hide. He's at the family, you know, faith and family, you know, conference. Who knows if he's got some, I don't know. I don't know. In some way, he's compromised. He's compromised either morally, politically, mentally, spiritually, somehow he's compromised because this is a man, when you hear him speak, sounds farther to the right than me. And clearly when he's trying to shove an open border funding Ukraine and permanently keeping our borders open and trying to act as though he's the victim of a right wing conspiracy. When did we hear that? Oh yeah, right. 1996 with Hillary Clinton on the Today Show. This is what we're dealing with. Shame on him. We've got a real congressman, that's Senator Langford. We've got a real congressman uh, who, who's actually fighting for us coming up a little bit later, uh, next segment, Congressman Andy Biggs. Anything you want to add? I know you don't know who, who Heather is from Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, but trust me, that went viral. Uh, anything you want to say about Langford? Yeah, I mean, uh, double everything that you said, but I also, I just, it's just such a sad excuse. Uh, my My understanding is, you can't do your job to fulfill your duties. You can't protect the American people. You can't hold criminals accountable when they illegally cross the country because some unidentified entity threatens you allegedly. I just don't. Yeah. I just don't have time. We don't have time for that. It's just no. such a sad. The government can't govern because it's controversial to do so. Give me a break. Well, man. and he's I, claiming that, and, and the re, and what he's doing is he's trying to pretend to play the victim to an imaginary conservative ghost, in order to gaslight people that he was actually trying to do something that secured the border. It's so insidious, it's so insulting to anybody's intelligence that he actually thought anybody would buy that bag of doo doo, as my grandma would say. Yeah. No. Mary Lee. Look, there's, I don't know. It's just your classic case of you, you just, like you said, yeah. sometimes politicians, there's different sides of them. And you, sometimes you see one and you think this is who you, you think you know mm-hmm. someone. And then but yeah. it's, it's their voting records, their actions, those actions speak volumes about their yeah. character and who they really are and what their priorities are. Are you loyal Late- to the American people right. or not? Ladies, don't we know this? Don't we know it don't matter what they say? Don't we know that all that matters is what they do? Right? Actions, ladies. You got to pay attention to the actions. 
not the words of these slick talking fellas. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. Congressman Andy Viggs will be here. He's going to weigh in on uh, the topics of the day from the border to the RNC and beyond. Stick around. Andrea K. Bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Y'all ready for some good news? <laughs> I, you, know, you know who was humiliated more than the Republicans? Not impeaching Mayorkas, Nikki Haley. Nikki, 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 Nikki Tavi. Remember the uh, Saturday Night Live skit? She thought she the, the cringe segment with Nikki Haley and, and it ended up still being a win for Trump. I thought the guy that impersonated Trump was hilarious. Nikki Tiki Tavi, he called her. <laughs> well, Nikki Tiki Tavi went to Nevada. Donald Trump was not on the on the, uh, uh, the ballot in Nevada. Um, they Nevada ended up having a primary and uh, a caucus. Um, here's what ended up happening, though. In the primary, over 60% of the voters checked the box that said none of these candidates. And none of the other candidates included Nikki Haley. <laughs> Even funnier (laughs) was when Trump came out afterwards and he said he was waiting for Nikki Haley to come out and claim a victory. (laughs) Because you remember Sesame in Iowa when she came in third and she claimed that it was now a two-person race. And then when she lost in New Hampshire, she came out and was like, thank you, New Hampshire. (laughs) So Trump totally nailed her by saying she might come out and claim a victory. But then it gets even worse for Nikki Haley because she was asked about it. And uh, Nikki Haley, the rhino, who has claimed along with DeSantis that uh, Joe Biden won and Trump lost in 2020, uh, actually claimed, uh, became an election denier and claimed that Nevada was rigged. I have a clip to play. It's uh, uh, number two in the stack. Nevada, it's such a scam. They were supposed to have a primary. (laughs) Trump rigged it so that the GOP chairman, who's been indicted, would go and create a caucus. We knew months ago that we weren't going to spend a day or a dollar in Nevada because it wasn't worth it. Mm -hmm. And so we didn't even count Nevada. That wasn't anything we were looking at. We knew that Mm -hmm. it was rigged Mm -hmm. from the start. Our focus is on South Carolina, Michigan, Super Tuesday. So if you look what we did in Iowa and you look what we did in New Hampshire, we're continuing to grow. That's what matters, I think, more than anything else. (laughs) See, she's still claiming she had some kind of success in Iowa, New Hampshire, and now she's claiming Nevada was rigged. Well, look, lady, you spent money somehow to get your name on the ballot, okay? You actually thought you had a shot in Nevada, okay? I mean, how pathetic. Uh, your thoughts, Sesame? Yeah, it's interesting. You know, she, she, <laughs> she'll she sit there and say, oh, I don't care. I don't care. Who cares? Mm-hmm. This is it's irrelevant. We knew we were never going to do this. 
But mm -hmm. I, she sounds like she cares. It sounds like she's really upset about it. Sounds like she's taking it personally. I don't. I don't know, Nikki. I, I just. I don't know what it is. Here's what I'm trying to figure out, though. I really genuinely don't know this. Please help me figure this out. Does Nikki Haley genuinely think that she's popular enough to win a general and that's no. why she's continuing? Or is Nikki no. just doing this on behalf of donors? Or, like, wh why is she still in this race? I don't understand. A couple reasons. Um, it, it spends money. It, it forces the RNC and Trump to have to spend money uh, to campaign against her. Uh, it takes money away from him with donors. And most importantly, so it's a win-win for them, whether she wins or whether she loses, uh, they, you know, they're calculating that it's a win uh, for the establishment. Ultimately uh, she's a placeholder if, um, if Trump gets taken out. And I think that's ultimately the play. I admit it, it's, I, I'm kind of agreeing with Vivek Ramaswamy in a way he said that DeSantis would end up um, as the VP on her ticket and Trump would be taken out by the establishment and she would get ushered in. And that's why the left isn't, isn't working to remove Biden that with Nikki Haley stepping in as president, she's a Democrat. They don't need Biden. And it solves the problem for the Democrats in terms of getting ready, getting rid of Kamala Harris. So I think that's what the play is. I don't know. I don't see DeSantis. DeSantis has is, is got too much of a Napoleon complex to come on as the VP uh, on the ticket with her. But I think that's what the uniparty play is with Nikki Haley. Chris Christie came out today and said, without question, he believes that Trump will be convicted. And they're thinking that he, that, that will be enough uh, for the um, voters to say, no, we need we need to go to somebody else for the nomination. So I don't believe that they will assassinate him, which is what uh, Vivek Ramaswamy uh, was alluding to. So I, I clearly think that that's what the play is. And I think that that's why DeSantis is running a shadow campaign as well. And all of his all of his supporters are back to tweeting all day long anti-Trump because they're in the same position, hoping that he's going to be taken out and DeSantis will step back in. So that's, that's what I think is going on. Thoughts? Yeah. I mean, I, I do, I do see that. And I guess it, it is just, to me, if you, it feels just so sinister, I guess it's just such a, it's such a manipulation and, and parading her around just for the sake of trying to play some sort of 40 chess with, with, you know, just tapping into political power and completely undermining the will, the will of the people. That's, that's my thing at this point. It's like these elections don't feel like elections because it doesn't even feel like the people running it really care about what the voters want. And they don't, and I don't even know it's, it's one of my biggest frustrations with the GOP. I want them to talk about the things that matter, not about Zuckerberg all day long. I want them to talk about right. things that really matter. And I just feel like I'm yelling at a wall. So I don't, I don't know. It, it's just, it's it just feel every time i see nikki every time she did a campaign event today in southern california and it's like it just it all feels like a waste like a distraction we should be going against the deep state against the biden administration against the intel community we should be talking about election integrity before it all happens again and instead we're wasting our breath on somebody who's not a serious contender for a leadership position i mean come on nikki haley i i don't think so so to me, well, it just feels I mean, like such a waste the, of our resources well, and our and our manpower. It's like, guys, let's focus. You know, instead of having a bunch of RDS like RDS's people, instead of attacking other Trumpers or other conservatives all day long, why are you not focusing on the Biden administration? 
Why are you right. not focusing on the, uh, the people who are actually running this place into the ground? Mayorkas, uh, Attorney, Gener- Attorney General Merrick Garland. Focus on the people who are the, like, actually completely corrupting everything that we mm-hmm. have to protect the Bidens, to protect the Clintons, to protect their own power, their own money, their own interests at the expense of everything yeah. that we have, everything that makes America America. Like, stop attacking, stop the infighting. It just feels like such a waste yeah. of time. And for someone who's not a really serious candidate, in the case of Ron DeSantis or Nikki Haley, let's be real no. here. Trump is the only and serious it, candidate in this race for the GOP. Yeah, and, and, yeah, and you know, the, and, and it, it, you have to launch a campaign not on the basis of the conditions as you want them to be, but as they are. And whether or not the DeSantis team thought this should be his time, it wasn't. And there was no changing it. Especially there was no changing that, uh, given how crappy of a campaign he ran. It, it, his campaign was was run similar to, to Nikki Haley, who came out. They had to take. They had to run left in order to take Trump out. She actually is is said this almost the same thing as Biden that you know Trump and MAGA were killing this border deal as though it was a good thing. Just like DeSantis refused to go hard in, former JAG officer refused to go hard against the lawfare that was taking place against Trump because he hoped to benefit from it. And when you're and when that's the position you're taking, I, you know, you're not going to you're you're they thought that they could run campaigns ignoring MAGA and trampling MAGA because they never understood that because they thought that they could win without MAGA in the nomination. And then they found out that they couldn't. And now they're mad at MAGA for that. And they're taking it out on MAGA and narcissistically. And this is probably our last chance to save this country with this election. All right, we're going to take a break. Final segment of tonight's Andrea K show coming up. Got to give you an update on the RNC and also um, a kind of funny story out of a small town in Illinois. Stay with us. AK, dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on the answer, San Diego. question for you guys have you ever tried to break up with somebody and they just wouldn't go away (laughs) you try to give them a hint they don't take it you know like refusing to answer their phone calls or looking the other way or pretending you don't see them if you're out at the mall or in the grocery store you know all the ways you try to give somebody a hint that you you want you want to be over or how about when you actually tell them I don't want to see you anymore and then they keep calling or showing up I kind of feel like that's what's going on with Ron and McDaniel because there were reports yesterday that she was going to resign after it, uh, her chief of staff had resigned. Trump made it clear that, you know, he brought her into Mar-a-Lago and said that he would make final decisions as to, you know, what he thought should happen after South Carolina, after all that went down. Then there were reports last night she was going to resign. Everybody was excited about it. Everybody was reporting it. Then all of a sudden today, Ron was like, not so fast. I ain't going anywhere. Y'all ain't gotten rid of me yet. 
or kind of like somebody that gets fired and says, no, you want to, you want to get rid of me. I got the goods on some people. You better write me a big fat check. Maybe it's, maybe it's kind of that kind of scenario. She ended up sending out a, a desperate email um, to the RNC um, basically saying, uh, denying uh, that she's agreed to step down. She said, quote, rumors to the contrary are simply not true. Nothing has changed. Nothing will be decided until after uh, South Carolina. Uh, Charlie Kirk is saying that uh, sources have told him um, that what's really going on is this is just the RNC's attempt to slow things down because they feel like they've lost control of the process in terms of who replaces Rana, who will be co-chair, etc. Um, the letter said, members, with a new cycle of full of palace intrigue and speculation, I want to take the time to reassure you that I'm still hard at work, da 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 So um, I, I actually believe Charlie Kirk's sources. I think that makes sense. Uh, that it was reported she was going to resign and then they backed off because you know that you know that their succession plan is to make sure that it's somebody equally establishment and equally neocon as Ronna McDaniel. That's that. So I, I this makes sense to me. Your thoughts, Sesame? It does to me, too, because I would think they're looking for somebody who's like you said, you know, establishment, Kevin McCarthy esque. I, yep. I don't know exactly who. But yeah, so I, I don't know. And I just I, I think that it's it just feels like a long time coming. And I just wanted a clean break. That's that's really just yeah. what I want. Like you said, this is why, right. Why did Trump agree to after South Carolina? At this point, he's the head of the Republican Party. Mm-hmm. You don't give you don't give people, you know, the, the, one of the things in corporate media and corporate America that was so important was you never let anybody know you were even thinking of leaving because the second the company got a whiff that that was even a possibility, your code didn't work at the door because they were not going to give you an opportunity to take one contact, one file, do any damage on a deal. They were not going to give you an opportunity. You were done. And that's what I think is going on here. She agrees to stick around. Uh, the, the, you know, she resigns, but she's really going to stick around till South. It's kind of like, kind of when Nathan Fletcher here announced that he was resigning, but not until like weeks later. Well, no, if you're resigning, you're resigning. You hit the road, get out. She's only buying time here so that she can do damage. That's what I think is going on here. So, um, because there's no reason for her to still be, the, the die is cast. She's out. There's no value to her to stick around. It's only an opportunity for her to solidify the continuation of her failures and her sabotage of the MAGA movement. Hey, we got another hour coming up. I want to hear what you think. AndreaKayshow.com, AndreaKayshow.com. Stick with us. The fun is just beginning. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.